This is Water Daily for October 29th, 2020. This week we're looking at Matthew 5, 1-12, the Beatitudes. Today's reflection is No Rose Gardens. Some of the Beatitudes deal with attitudes. Some, in fact, call them the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. It is not surprising to hear that Jesus wants his followers to thirst for righteousness, practice mercy, and cultivate pure, undivided, God-turned hearts. These are not easy to live, but they make more sense than what comes next. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Lest Jesus' disciples think that following him was their road to glory, he tells them right up front to expect flack, slander, even persecution. This will be a sign that they're in the big leagues, up there with the great prophets of Israel, who had a message from God the leaders did not want to hear. Look what happened to them. Flogging, imprisonment, job loss, sometimes death. Jesus does specify that it's persecution for his sake or for the sake of righteousness. Ordinary suffering and mistreatment don't buy us any reward. But suffering for the revelation he has come to proclaim and demonstrate, that will be honored. In a way, Jesus is saying they are on the road to glory, but they'll be in glory land before they taste it. In America and Europe, we face little persecution for being Christian. And there's always the question of whether or not we present enough evidence to convict us. But if we're serious about our faith and vocal about how following Christ affects our choices, decisions, priorities, and how we spend our time, money, and relationships, we may face derision, even some social cost. Now, if you've been keeping score, you'll notice I skipped one. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. This may be the most important one, and thanks to Monty Python's Life of Brian, did he say, blessed are the cheesemakers? Perhaps the best known. I've included included it with these persecution clauses, because a true peacemaker is apt to make enemies, ironic as that may seem. Peacemaking is not for the faint of heart. Just ask Nelson Mandela or Martin Luther King Jr. to cite a few obvious choices. Or Jesus. Many people are deeply invested in their enmities, in us-them thinking, in the political and economic gains to be had by demonizing others. If we take up the ministry of forging peace, we should expect flack, even shrapnel. How do these Beatitudes hit you today? Can you relate to the promise of persecution and to the eventual reward? Have you experienced the ministry of peacemaking? Are there ways your church community could become more active in that focus? It's a number one need in our world today. 
When I was younger, there was a hit on the radio that went, I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden. Along with the sunshine, there's got to be a little rain sometimes. Jesus doesn't promise us a rose garden or a return to the Garden of Eden. He promises to make us part of God's mission to reclaim, restore, and renew the garden of this earth and all its inhabitants. That breathtaking invitation is worth suffering for.